0: What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And what means always my buddy, my cousin, pal, the man with the plan, the guy who's probably disgusted as I am, kind of from this past week, from how the New York Knicks have been playing basketball. You know, there's been some ups, downs, disgusting. Second, you know, it's good, except for last night. Uh, first unit, and not really the first unit, it was just a Julius Randall show and no one else decided to show up.
1: But John, my man, how are you doing? Man, I'm I'm doing as good as I could possibly be with the state of my sports teams. Right, the <laughs> Jets are making me sad. The Knicks are hurting me inside right now. But I think we're gonna get it together, man. Especially on the Knicks side, like you said, our our guy, uh, the guy who we're resting our whole team on, Julius. He's back, and as long as he's good, we're good. That's that. That's how I'm looking at it, man. If Julius is good, we're good. If if we have like 2019, 2020, Julius mixed with like whatever we saw those first 10 games, I can't I can't rock with it. But right now, I'm good. I'm stable. I'm ready for the Lakers. LBJ, no LBJ, I don't give a damn, bro. I'm ready. I'm ready for I'm ready for this this big slate coming on, man. Lakers, Suns, it, it's tough out here. I'm ready. It is going to be tough out here. And you know, we got a
0: phenomenal guest with us to to go through what we just saw this past week with the New York Knicks. We're going to go through this upcoming schedule, and we're going to get into some of his work because we really do appreciate and enjoy his work whether it's on ESPN or just if you're listening to this album, it's on Spotify or iTunes, man. We got Yao Gs with us today. Hip-hop artist, poet, you know what
2: it is. Yao, how are you doing, my man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, y'all. You know what I mean? It's a, just a pleasure to be with uh, like-minded fans. <laughs> Same thing, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm happy to be here. Ready to get into whatever we want to talk about tonight.
0: Awesome, let's awesome. Go. Well, let's start off with the first one, man. Because we got the Lakers, as uh, John pointed out. LeBron James, man, I want to go off with, over this first. The the hit that he had on Isaiah Stewart because it 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 is implic it it plays into what we're going to deal with this upcoming schedule. Is he going to be be there? He won't because he's already suspended. But what do you think about that before we
1: get into? I think that? about the uh, man, uh, the, I the mini brawl, man, little little mouse at the palace part
2: two, a little uh, <laughs> melee, little uh, fracas, as they say. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think. I think just just from playing basketball myself, I don't think LeBron intentionally meant to hurt him and hit him in the face. I think he was just really trying to like, you know, just try to get get off of me a little Look, 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 yeah. look move. And it is unfortunate that he hit him in the face and, uh, you know, Stewart started leaking. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, once he tasted his blood, I think, I, you know, because at that point, when you get hit like that, most times... In the middle, in the heat of the battle, you you're not even think about blood. You're just more like, oh, it must be just sweat. You don't even think about it, it being blood until you t- actually taste the blood when it comes when it's pouring mm-hmm. Uh That guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that that dude, that dude is a guy. Any anybody that can like, you know. Run three or four times back back to a person. My man yeah. was running like Brandon Jacobs
0: back on the My New man. York Giants,
2: just pushing guys out of the way. Like Brandon Jacobs, was a, was a little. Bluff. I felt like was a little Bo Jackson in there too. He made a little shimmy move, trying to get, get to uh, get to LeBron. But um, that dude is crazy. One, LeBron, <laughs> I, I don't believe LeBron wanted any of the smoke, I, I, and, I, and, and justifiably so because guys like that, you don't want to get in the way of. Um, as far as LeBron getting suspended, I think it's uh just i think it's justified just based on the rules i remember a, couple, a few years back when kobe uh hit manu in the face and had to uh serve a suspension i know i know he had a couple incidents prior to, to that with the, with the little thing he was doing but um huh. i mean justifiably so got got suspension which i'm not mad about coming into the garden tomorrow yeah I mean, so funny right What a yeah, coincidence like, it comes it ends up working out our favor we all know how lebron loves playing in the garden he relishes killing us in the garden so not having that I like our chances tomorrow um, way better, and I also like this, like also to see Melo back in the building tomorrow is going to be a, a, a nice little thing as well. Definitely, for yeah. Sure, no water bottle sure.
1: flipping from LeBron tomorrow, man.
2: No, no, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was the most just, disrespectful thing. I mean, constant. I mean, when you think about how LeBron is just like constantly just needled the Knicks and disrespected the Knicks, and you know, even with comments on IG, you know, things things like that throughout the years, you know. You, you develop a little bit of uh, hate for LeBron. I'm not, I'm not all the way there on LeBron hate as, as much as mo- most Knicks fans are. But um, you know it'd be good not to see him out there tomorrow. Honestly, I li- like our chances to win. But you oh, still sure. you still didn't think that was intentional, though.
1: Even though you hate LeBron, I I,
2: I, I don't hate I don't hate
1: LeBron. I, okay, okay, you're you're on you're on, you're on you're on the scale. You're on the scale. It's fine. You're a Knicks fan, man. You're supposed to be. He's, he's been on every team
2: that we hate. He's yeah. ruined us every no, year. Like, you should like, not like I'm,
1: LeBron James.
2: The Miami thing was kill was was a, was a killer for me. I can't lie. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't like anybody who grew up in the '90s. I mean, it's Miami Indiana, Chicago. Those are the three that you just you just don't bang with. I don't bang with those three teams ever. <laughs> ever. No. And they
1: beat us in the playoffs. It's not <laughs> like you yeah. know.
2: Yeah, like you know. So, um, but like I said, I, I don't. I, I had to stop hating LeBron once he got back to Cleveland, just because. Because for me, Shame. a lot of times greatness kind of kind of kind of takes over. It, it happened with Tom Brady. You know, what I mean, I used to I hate Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Happened with I used to hate Kobe. And then, like, it was just, like, nah, this dude is just too great. You know what I mean? And, I just, and, and then Kobe ended up being my favorite player of all time after a couple, after I got rid of the hate. So, um, but yeah, like, you know, tomorrow is in the building. We're going to, we're going to, we're not in the building, but we're going to see what happens. We need a big win. We need a win bad. So anxious to see what happens tomorrow, definitely.
0: For sure, for sure. But before we get into like the rest of the schedule, let's now let's get back on topic. I just needed to touch on that because we usually like to tuck that away towards the the end of like the pod. But we know I feel like we had to get that out of the way first. It was just, Isaiah just Stewart on the, mat, maybe. Isaiah hey, on the mat, maybe Isaiah Stewart on the mat. Big news, yeah, big news. I mean, Isaiah Stewart is also New Yorker, Rochester, New York stand up.
1: Yeah. I'm not from I'm not from Rochester, but hey, still New York. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a beast, man. And now he's gonna be a household name and it's gonna be because he got into a scuffle with LeBron, is yeah. what it is. But he's gonna be on the map now. I'm I'm happy for him. He's been beast this whole he, the last
2: couple of yeah, years. He's, at, he's actually like he's just a he's just a big mammoth man. I've watched, mm-hmm. I watched him a couple times this year, and he just takes up a lot of space, rebounds the ball well. So, so like good. defends his position pretty good. So yeah, I, I mean he's a decent pet player from what I've seen. I've only watched him, you know, probably about three or four games this year, but that's John's you know, boy right there. He he's, yeah. he's a guy that he he's a guy that I would love to have on the Knicks just, just as a bully you know what I mean I've been I, preaching I'm, bro <laughs> that era, you know what I mean just like you know Landwood like you can't come in here to do what you want like and I think he's one of those guys you know what I'm saying so I, I like Stewart's Hell
1: game yeah, yeah.
0: Not nah, for sure. That's John's boy right there. John has been preaching Isaiah Stewart since last <laughs> season. He's like, you know how good Isaiah... Is? We need a
1: center in here. Have you seen Isaiah Stewart? Like, from, like, the oh. get-go. He's like, I yeah, Isaiah... because like, you watch him, and then I watch Noel, and his finger's broken, his knees, this, like... <laughs>
2: yeah, and he so, can't catch. He can't no, catch. can't catch, yeah, so, you know. <laughs> I, Mitchell's I, would, out. I would love to have a guy like Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart in New York City. No question. No question oh. about it. Oh, man. That would really
0: take it back to, like, 90s Knicks. Just, like, Beating it down in the paint
2: he, he's like mason and oakley like with like <laughs> probably about two or three inches more tall taller he's just like yeah. man, man, man like don't even try it when you come in. Yeah. and, and bro, then after like,
0: seeing what he did and, and then after seeing what he did yesterday
1: who wants yeah. to mess with him come on through come not to westbrook up. i'll tell you that much no no <laughs> even though I he got that he, he got that tech None of them.
2: None of them. So that yeah. was the
1: fakest NBA hold me back I've ever seen from Westbrook. He was just like going like this with his hand like
2: he like did not want anyone near him. When, when his dukes up and I'm like, yo, bro, like you're not, <laughs> you're not fighting.
1: He would kill Russell Westbrook. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Oh man. back on Westbrook
1: shoots in the-, in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah.
1: First the Knicks. That's all I'm hoping for.
0: <laughs> That's all I need. Shoots I'll the like Lakers it. out. Westbrook yeah. with a stat line of uh what four for thirteen.
2: That's all I need. Uh, I, probably four for seventeen, honestly for Kyrie. Yeah, oh, he's. I, I I'm, I'm off the Russell Westbrook train. I feel like I don't I don't like players who get worse progressively in their prime. That that's just not my. I don't subscribe to that. I don't, I don't love it at all. So
1: you know. let's <laughs> just let, stay let, here. Let's just stay here. Let's just stay on this Lakers game. Like, do you guys think we're gonna we're gonna be able to win this game without LBJ? Because they still have Anthony Davis. You know, yeah. we, we just mentioned we mentioned Russell Westbrook, which you we can you know expand on if you would like. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you think this uh, Knicks team, as you said, desperate Knicks team, need a W? What, what do you think? What do you think we're gonna do against this uh, LeBron-less Lakers? The
2: one, the one thing I know, noticed about the Knicks this year is that they re- they get, they get up for games that are for good teams. You know, what I mean, they play they play well against Chicago both times. Um, you know, I, uh, even even the even, I, I think Indiana's a pretty good team. I, I don't think the record is indicative of how good they they can be honestly they get they get up for good teams so they, they, they've played well again and even last year if you look at the Brooklyn games they play well against good competition so I, I'm, I'm I'm anxious to see what's going to happen um I'm really anxious to see Fournier I, I think Fournier's got he's he's, he's I, he, I'm waiting for him to break out of this slump badly you know what I mean I think honestly that's been if we can give, if we could could have got, just gotten fifteen points from 48 game, I don't think we'd be anywhere near where we are right now. I think we'd be probably somewhere five, four or five games over five hundred. I feel like he he can move the needle, but he's just been so bad. And uh, I'm anxious to see what happens in the Garden tomorrow. The energy's going to be electric. Like I said, it's it's not like it's Cleveland. It's not like it's Orlando. I feel like. You know, even the Houston game. We 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 kind of be we slow paced these games, kind of sleepwalk mm-hmm. through these games early. But I feel like with the bigger teams when we play Boston, you know what I mean? Came came right out and it was, you know, it was a show. You know what I mean? And they were ready to play. So uh I think the Knicks are gonna come out tomorrow aggressive. Uh I think they I think yesterday, I think yes, I think yesterday was a was a good game for a for a lot of reasons. I think Julius finally coming out of finally getting out of his slump was good. Mm-hmm. Uh Kemba played well in the third quarter. I feel like Kemba should have played the fourth quarter as well. Um, you know, I feel like he deserved it, but you know, you no, know, you know, Tibbs and his trust issues with, you know, <laughs> with 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 Derek Rose. Like Derek Rose can do no wrong to uh to Tibbs. So in the fourth quarter, he feels like he has to play him, and I get it. But I like to see Kemba get a little more opportunity. But I was happy to see him kind of break out of his little funk yesterday. Played well in the third quarter, mm-hmm. uh, and RJ's been struggling too. And I feel like RJ, this is a game RJ's going to need to really step up offensively he's got to make shots has to make shots he missed a bunny yesterday that pissed me off so bad i, I almost ran out the house yeah. like, come on man you can't you R- me both yeah and i feel like for me and i said this in my home but I, i'm not sure if there's a player that i've rooted for harder than rj barrett because of the way that this like the media has treated him 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 getting snubbed from the all rookie team was completely bogus to me. I couldn't I I, I still can't believe that. Yeah, there, was, there was a guy on that team who averaged five point four points a game on was on an all-rookie team. And it's like, yo, is it is it because he plays for the Knicks? Is it because he's Canadian? Is it because that I, I I don't know what the reason was, but I've never rooted for a guy, Nick, harder than I root for RJ Barrett. I'm really and my group, you know, in the group chats and everything is just like, oh, RJ sucks. And I just I just, when you watch RJ play, I don't think he sucks. I just think he's coming to come into his own. But I really would like him to get back to that stretch where he was 20, 25. You know, what I mean, just and, and, and it was it was the game against New Orleans where he really went off, had thirty-five, mm-hmm. eight, and seven. I need to see more of that type of RJ, the control. And he, you know, and I think he's going to get there. I think he's going to break out of the slump. But one thing, I, one thing I always give RJ credit for is that he never really gets down on himself. You don't ever see him visibly shaking. He's always in the moment, keeps playing. So hopefully, that'll translate tomorrow into some some buckets and uh, hopefully a New York New York Nick win. Yeah, for sure. And just even
0: elaborating on that, like. Because there's so many good points you you talked about, whether it's like Fournier needed to give us 15 points just to stay in games, which I 100% agree with, you know, allowing Kemba just to play in the fourth because we finally saw him in the third quarter be that facilitator, be that guard that penetrates the 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 paint and starts dishing. He had good wobs to Noel. He had that really sweet pick-and-roll dish to Julius Randle, which I'm like, yo, we've been asking this from like last season. Pick-and-rolls to Julius Randle is probably like the easiest thing you can
2: get. Like he's a truck. Yeah, particularly when when the other team doesn't have any bigs. Like Chicago was short on bigs already. I'm, 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 then I, you know, they had Putravich yeah. you know, yeah. wasn't out there last night. But even then, is you got to take advantage of that, particularly when you got Julius on the court. And another thing I needed Julius to do was also just get to the cup more. And I think the reason for his struggles as well was that he was taking a lot of jump shots, a lot of like mid-range jumpers. And and you know, I think we we get caught up in this age of basketball where I feel like everybody feels like they need to shoot the jumper to get to get you know get themselves going, but at the very basis of every, every coach is going to tell you if you're struggling from, from the, uh, from the field shooting, got to go get to the cup, go get a couple of layups, maybe get a foul, get to the line, maybe that'll get you going. I feel like you did that yesterday and it started to, it started to manifest itself, played a really good game yesterday. So I would love to see a two man game from Kemba way more often. Also early in the year, I would, there was a two man game between 40 and Randall that was really working well early in the year. And all of a sudden it kind of went away from, I'm not sure what the hesitation is with that, but I think we need to get back to that as well. And uh, you know, they're gonna I, i'm 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 confident i'm also i'm cautiously confident that they're going to come around so we'll for see sure.
0: now and there, and there's reason to be that confident in like them turning around right and to even add on to that it's like it's just it's confidence for shooting right like that's why you go to get your layups that's it's like all right physically see the ball going in the hoop to think like oh i can actually do this do it a couple times then go back out to your jumpers and next thing you know you can start hitting your threes because you're just shooting with confidence playing with confidence uh- this game is so driven around competence. It's insane. And I think that's part of it with RJ. And you talk about rooting for RJ, like probably the hardest because one, all the slander that he's gotten, as you pointed out. Two, it's not even just slander outside of Knicks fans, it's even within Knicks fans, which that's is just problem. insanity. It's that, like how do you I agree?
1: I agree with you, Al, so much. I've never rooted for someone so much because of the inner wall, like the issues in the inner walls. I don't even care what the media says. I don't even care about the rookie stuff, Alex. Like, Like, you're so right.
0: But, and like, I get like questioning, like, how good RJ can be, especially if he's in these slumps. And it's like, I say that he's 21. And at the same time, like, even on KFTV, I I, I pull it back saying he's still in his third year. Like, you still need to be somewhat consistent. Like, you can't just go. you can't vanish you know i need you to have some sort of like points on the board and that's what's really frustrating because he can have these stretches where he's just going nuclear get you 20 30 points shooting the lights out from three And next thing you know you get these five six seven games and you're like why are you ice cold what what is going on like what is happening here and it's that can't be confidence because this kid's rebound
2: he had 15 rebounds yesterday yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I, I- I think if R.J. one of the one of the things R.J. needs to do, and maybe the whole team is to do, is it's like there needs to be more cutting. Like he sometimes he just mm-hmm. finds himself standing in the corner. And one thing I've always noticed, just just playing basketball, you can steal buckets that way if you just find yeah, find yeah. find lanes to cut and somebody has somebody find you. Just keep moving. Somebody will find mm-hmm. you for a layup. Not only that, but like particularly when the scouting report is out on you and everybody knows that you're going to be standing in the corner, it just puts the it puts the offense at such a disadvantage because. Everybody knows that when Julius makes his move, he's probably going to go to the corner to either RJ or Evan, and they're on that, and it creates turnover. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, RJ, find little pockets within the offense to go go steal a layup somewhere. You know what I mean? Or go we'll get to the line, and I think that will help out his game so much if he's able to do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like, if it's what's so weird is when we watched this team in the preseason, <laughs> they were doing that.
2: All <laughs> of just it. starts. Everyone oh, yeah. was
0: like on fire. It's like, wow, is this the game team one. we're getting? Yeah, game one, too.
2: That, that first game, man, I think about how, I, think, I keep thinking about how Fournier played. And I was just like, yo, if we could, just, if we, I was literally thinking to myself, if we get this all year, nobody's going to stop us. I try, I truly, I truly believe that I was like, nobody was going to stop us. If Evan Fournier is playing this well because it literally, I mean, even he was, he was going off dribble and, and, you know, getting to the cup, finding people. And this is the same thing he's used to do with Orlando to us. And he used to win games against us with this same, <laughs> But I haven't it just hasn't manifested itself in the last two or three weeks. And I just we've written I'm he's not even pressing, which is which is a good thing. He's not pressing about mm-hmm. these professional. He's been in the league a long time. He knows it'll come back around. But man, Evan, we need these so bad. Yeah, so bad.
1: And you saw you saw how you know the energy was in the garden. I mean, I was there and it felt exactly like the the Hawks playoff games. So I was like, yo, if Fournier's doing this we're going, you know, the garden is, has this energy. It's going to be insane, but the truth of the matter is, he's fell off a cliff since that day, and the Knicks suck at home.
2: <laughs> you know, at, at the end of the day, crazy to say, it's, it's, it's like I can't believe they play—they're playing this bad at home and playing so much better on the road. Like the, the games I've expected, I expect them to lose. I, I went to—I went to—I went to Philly for the game in Philly, and I was more—I was just like scared shitless, like I do. Yeah. Not- <laughs>
1: That was it's, a must-win, too. That was a must-win.
2: Must-win game. Yeah. Must-win game. Second night of a back-to-back, you know, and wasn't playing. Ty, Tyber wasn't playing. It was like, yo, know, you, you have to win this game. And, <laughs> you know, um, Evan wasn't great, but uh, Julius was, and RJ came through in the clutch and quickly was great. So, you know, um, the thing about the Knicks is they have to figure out, they they have to win the games they are supposed to win. You have to, and that's what made the Chicago loss last night so like gut wrenching. Is because like yo, we just lost two games that we shouldn't have lost at all. Um, not no, we actually won the Houston game, but the, the the Orlando game just really vexed me, and I was just like, it just makes makes me mad. Because I was so pissed. I can I can take a loss to Chicago when that happens. You know, what I mean, when, when, when I can take a loss to Chicago if, we, if we're winning the games we need to win. You know, what I mean, Chicago's a tough team playing on the road, second out of a back to back. You could you, chances are you should, you're supposed to lose that, game, but it was a winnable game. We lost, and it was just like, ah. And you know, I just, I just want to get some consistency in beating the teams that we're supposed to beat. Now we have a six game stretch where it's going to be a little rough. We've got the Suns, we got uh, the Hawks in this Nets, state The Lakers, everyone, you know the Bulls I mean? going, again. You know, if, 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 we can find a way to split, just get three, get three and three. I think going forward, they will have had figured themselves out and be able to string together some wins uh, going forward into the, uh, into the beginning of the next of the next next year.
0: Yeah, and I think we—I think you pointed out, yeah, in the beginning of it is that you saw Randall starting to get into the paint. You started seeing him get activated in the Bulls game, and just getting back into his whole flow of what he was doing last season. And if that's how we're going to play, that's one of the pieces of the puzzle that needs to be unlocked. And it, hopefully, it translates into tomorrow. Hopefully, we're not going back, taking two steps back. If he can yeah. stay consistent doing that same thing, I think everything will fall into place. I think the next thing that needs to fall into place is what kemba did in that third quarter and be the yeah. second be that second playmaker that facilitator get everyone else organized because RJ as much as I love RJ I want RJ to do well he's not a shot creator like he can't he, he can't do that yet for himself a little bit here and there not here for you. There. you need yeah and you need someone like kemba and Randall who who can draw so much attention to have that type of gravity where it's either give him an open shot whether it's him cutting the lane him getting out in transition or all those things that you need him to do and then you know you can give him the screen let him get to his his mid-range do the snake dribble and that's the those are the small things that he can do and really shine and i feel like kemba getting that position being that next being that playmaker being that point guard cuz right now we're just asking him to be out in the corner, out in the perimeter, not really doing anything and, and he's not this catch and shoot type of point guard. He's not like he's not like Mario Chalmers on the Miami Heat where it's like, "All right, dude, just hang out over there. We'll figure this all out yeah. with everybody else." He, he needs to be involved. He needs to be playing and if he can get going, then I think there's a lot then we're really starting to get this ball moving. And then I feel like Evan Fournier can get in and I, and this, honestly, Evan Fournier is like a big question mark for me too because He's another guy that's a playmaker and that needs the ball in his hand. And I wonder if we just have too many guys. There's too many chefs in the kitchen who need to be doing some playmaking.
2: And, and, and so, just just to juxtapose that, if you think about who he replaced with Reggie Bullock, we Reggie Bullock doesn't need the ball to be effective, and you know, you, and you know what you're going to get from him defensively. So it's like you know you're going to get plus plus minutes from him defensively. And every big shot we needed Reggie Bullock to hit last year, he hit in the regular season. I'll say playoffs was yep. a little. You know, obviously, because scout reports come out and things like that. But um, if we can just get Evan to figure out how to find his spots and find his find his like dribble creation, because even in the first game, he was getting to the cup, euro steps, layups, floaters. None of the, like none of the floaters are fall, falling all of a sudden. None of them, and it's, yeah. it's frustrating because I like Evan. I love I, I I love the way he plays basketball. I truly do. But for this team, and in this city. It's gonna get dicey if you don't start producing it the next the next month or so. They're gonna be calling for your head, calling for trades. I've already seen people saying, Hey, go get Buddy healed. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Dude. and but <laughs> we we're we're training here buddy we, here for 40.
0: We, we already have people saying we should have <laughs> gotten DeRozan in? this offseason. We have people yeah. like yelling we should have gotten DeRozan. I'm just yeah. like I like yeah, DeRozan. Questionable I, I, if he would have fit.
2: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, would he would he have fit? You know what I mean? And uh I love I love DeRozan too, but it, we have like we we have Evan. Evan, go get the buckets. That's that's just, that's just what has to happen. Go play. You have to play well. And like I said, it, and I, I know people are saying it's still early, but that early tag is, you know, start yeah, on our, I mean,
1: we're at Christmas. The regular season's about to start, yeah, right? That's gotta, what we always say.
2: It, it Christmas game against the Hawks. That we have to play well. Again. Like I, leading yeah, into right. that game, there can't be any BS. Got to play well. Coming right. in. So
1: let me ask you. Let me ask you. It's a perfect transition because I, I've been kind of working this up in my brain for you know, last week or so. I haven't really said it out loud, but also Burks was in a blue jersey, right? He got caught in a blue jersey in practice. So let me ask you guys, do you think it would be advantageous for the Knicks team as a whole to maybe put Fournier on the bench and Burks in the front? I know, I know. Before you yell at me, the bench is amazing. I don't want to mess with the bench. I get it. But at the same time, the starters think. So we have, we have to figure something out here. So I'm wondering if you guys think that that could be a way to activate Burks in it the first could. unit, like activate Randall, Because him and Randall are pretty solid sometimes, they especially are. last year when he had to start for us a couple of times. He, he was he definitely. was pretty solid. And maybe Fournier needs to be with an IQ back there, Feel like he's back in Orlando. Just you him know. and IQ and OB. You know what I mean? Like that, running that, some that stuff.
2: Would, that could work too. And I think the one thing about Burks, and like I said, we've been bad defensively. The starters have been bad defensively. I know if we get Burks and replacing Fournier in the starting lineup, Automatically, just like that, we become we become better defensively, and I think that's another key. And also, Burks is not scared. He's not scared of the moment. He's 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 out there playing. He he kind of he that's another guy that kind of just stays to himself and stays in the moment. Doesn't get rattled offensively defensively. If he starts, I'm I'm all for him starting. I I worry about the bench. I worry about Tibbs getting confused with rotations on the bench <laughs> because you know there's there's you know we, there's Evan. There's Obi. There's I would. I mean, even me personally, I would. I would love to see quinn Grimes get a little bit of run myself. You know what I mean? Just because I okay. feel, like, you know, he's he. I just feel like he has the tools to be a really good NBA player. He's been very good defensively to me. um Well, you see when the when the, when Tibbs is pissed off at the Knicks and when we
1: suck, he'll throw him in there, like versus the yeah. Cavs. Like he was <laughs> like, you know what? I'm so sick of you guys. No one can defend anyone. Here you go, Grimes. I'm, you show me. Yep.
2: Yeah. And he and, and 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 for what it's worth, Grimes just I mean, he showed up. He showed up as far as like littleness yeah. he had. He's hit big shots. He's he's been engaged defensively. So but I w- I, I don't mind seeing Burks in the, in the starting lineup. Uh obviously seventy seven million dollars on your bench is 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 a tough thing to, to try to convince people. <laughs> of, you know what I mean? But uh, you know. Okay. I didn't think about it that way. That's a good it, that's, that's a good thought. It, it's t- it's, t- it's tough, it's tough, but that's, that's that's the reality of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. you sign a guy for seventy seven million, that guy has to start. You know what I mean? He just has to, but um, and I think that's another reason why Tibbs is just kind of like holding on to the leash a little bit. But if this persists, I mean, he's got to make the move at some point, right? You just have to.
0: You need to. I mean, it's rough because you said like 70, you have your $75 million man, although it's really like three for 56 Because that last year yeah. is, is a team option. Yeah. yeah. So it's not as bad. I mean, it's also a good tradable contract. He was making much. He was making a little bit more. He was making 85 over four years uh, previously. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I need.
1: He was beating I, the Knicks, bro. He was getting I know. some wins for by him. Himself. Though. By he himself.
2: for he's, he's well, him Terrence him. Ross.
1: Him <laughs> mean, Terrence Ross, bro.
2: Terrence Ross is one of my favorite, like, just low-key players in the league. I would love to see him on a contender some, somewhere, just give a, you know, giving it out because not that, not necessarily he's wasting away in Orlando. I, I know he's a big part of what they do about of their rebuild, but man, like. I, I feel like he's on the Nets or on the Lakers or the Suns. That guy is dropping 25 I mean, a game. But the Lakers could really use a guy like that right now because the, the Lakers are so old. They <laughs> <it's, it's laughs> are. Ar. Like none of the, the guys, none has, none has been hurt the whole year. I know THC just came but he just came back. Yeah. Um, John D. Jordan stinks. He like <laughs> this yeah. Lakers
0: team feels like when they had Carl Malone and everybody on
1: that team, it's like, come on, guys. It's, it's, it's,
2: it's, wor, it's worse than that because they don't have Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah.
1: team was nasty, bro. That if there was no injuries. I think they would have actually won that championship. Yeah. Or is
0: it? Or is it more so like when they had uh, Dwight Howard, Steve Nash? That's a better that's, comparison.
2: That's a better comparison. That's better. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll take that comparison better. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, you think but, we get the W? I know you want it. You think we get it? Yes. Okay. I think, I think we get it because only because we've shocked the world so many times the last two years as far as these type of games. I think they're going to be coming I agree. ready to play them Even so. this year. Last year uh, we started this, but this year too we win the games
1: that we're not supposed to mm-hmm. and we lose the games that we're supposed to. And uh, I just want to touch on one quick thing. You were saying you get really pissed off when you when the Knicks lose games that you think we're supposed to win, mm-hmm. you know, all la the Bulls. Uh, for me personally, those games don't bother me. Like losing to the Bulls didn't bother me. I try to the one thing I try and do is sometimes try to think of a game in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Like if we just lose that Bulls game, it's not a big deal. It's a good game. Yeah. They played team, but like losing to the Cavs, with Rubio dropping forty five. I can't I have there. that. Yeah, I
2: yeah that. me too. I was there too. I can't. Yeah. I can't have that. It, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was, I was that two, a day. Two couple of days after my birthday too. So I was. Real, I was. I just couldn't oh, believe. Oh man. I, it, it just, just such an awful. I was like Rubio, and then it's like it just became contagious as Evan Mobley, and then Jared Allen was getting dunks, and then Dean Wade was hitting three. <laughs> And All then right. it's
1: so funny. So the Sixers was right after that, right? The Sixers game that you went to. I also yeah. wanted to go to that game because yeah. I also wanted to exercise the demons from the Cavs game. It's so funny, yeah. we're literally on the same page. Mm-hmm. So it was like really, really last minute. I'm like still working, mm-hmm. and I, I saw. So I, I was like, "Yo, mom, you want to go to the? You want to go to the Knicks Philly game?" And she goes, "I don't care, but the Knicks Knicks suck. I want I want only go see Ricky Rubio." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> My mom is talking shit, and am like, "Mom, yeah. mom." <laughs> But I get it. Like, if you saw Rookie Rubio that day, you would think he's Michael Jordan. He's Thomas. And, and that's the thing, like... That's, that, that game I, pisses me
2: off, man. I've that that stuff off. shouldn't happen. Never, never. And the only game... I, and I've I've watched Ricky Rubio play at, at nauseam for the last 10 years. I mean, <laughs> yeah. only, only time I've ever seen him, like, exceed expectations is when he played against um, OKC in that playoff, when he just was... I don't know yes. what happened to He was to on Jazz. It was a jazz, He was on the Jazz, and they played yep. a, a OKC. And Russell Westbrook was getting killed by Russie. I mean, getting killed by Rubio. Yeah. And then the next game, I guess in the press conference, I'm sure if you guys remember this, but Russie was in the press conference saying, I'm not letting this shit happen again. It was like, hold on, something that's why you lost. Take it easy. And then he picked up four fouls in the first half, checking Rubio. I'm not sure if anybody remembers that. No, that, I don't remember. That was With Russell the- Westbrook being bad in the playoffs, that's a, that's a tale as old as time. Yeah. Of course, but that was the day that I was like, okay, I'm off Russell Westbrook. I'm done. I can't, I, I can't because you're not focused on – you're focused on the wrong things completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, but yeah, like if we can just beat like the Cavs game, uh, the, the Indiana Magic. The, game, the Magic twice the crib, like, oh my God. I know. Yeah, I know.
0: I was so pissed the second time around because we just gave them – the thing is that Obi was playing really well that game against the Magic – and then mm-hmm. we put Randall back in. I was like,
1: oh, we're about to slow this thing
0: down yeah. and lose it. And then it That's just yo, get like, into all that. unfolded that way.
1: Get into that, man. Get into that. Like, like the last kind of rotation, No, Like, what, what, are you, what are your guys' thoughts on this whole OB-Randall situation? Like, as you see, it keeps butting its ugly head. It's not
2: going away. So I know it's, we keep talking about it, but it's not going away. It, it, it would be good if, you know, Randall was killing the way he killed last year. It, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any issue, in it, but, like, literally, OB has <laughs> – in about seven or eight games this year, Obi's play has gotten us back into the game. Literally, yes. before we were dead. His his play mm-hmm. on both ends, rebounding that game against the Caps. He yep. had a couple of passes to Nerlens Noel, and I was just like, w- "These little dump off." And I was like, "This kid is playing well." So I would love to see Obi get some more minutes. It's tough with him on the floor with Randall because, you know size and, you know, when teams are playing like play, players like Jared Allen or Miles Turner, mm-hmm. it gets a little dicey. You know what I mean? It gets a little tough. Okay, but here's the thing. Look, can, can I just uh,
1: be just pause on that for one second? Besides the fact that we don't have centers, like Mitch and Noel are literally hurt now. Taj is hurt. Like, we literally don't have a center, so we're going to be forced to do that. Like, when 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 can we be the small ball team? I'm, I don't want to say Warriors because I know they have Steph Curry and stuff, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about their, their centers. You know what I mean? Like, why can't we make people scared and say whoa we can't put out you know miles turner right now because they got randall and obi we can't run with them like when yeah. can we get to? like am i dreaming like
2: could you guys put me in my place like i don't know i i just don't think that obi's entire game is there yet for that type of small ball like he he's still even though he's been another thing he's been doing he's been hitting a couple jumpers hitting a couple three three pointers lately. like and maybe if maybe if maybe if Tibbs brings him in earlier off the bench. Like I know he mm-hmm. likes to wait the second quarter to bring him in. He likes to give Julius the full f- first twelve minutes. Maybe you bring him in eight, nine minutes in to get him, get him that lather. You know what I mean? Get him, get him, get him going, and then start him in the second, start him in the second quarter to get him going. Because I feel like he's every game, and this is not no exaggeration. He's gotten better every single game he's played. You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? And, so, and he will continue. It, it, he's not it,
1: like RJ. Right? That's the difference between him and RJ. RJ is like, I'm not sure what, what we need. And he's
2: like just more reps, bro. Yeah. To keep, to seek more reps. You're going to be better. I know for 100% <laughs> fact. If we if we can get over. I mean, he played 13 minutes at the night. That's kind of criminal t- I know.
1: Yo, dude, how pissed was he? Did you did you pay attention? Because it wasn't on TV. I even rewatched the game. But I was sitting right near the bench. So I was staring at Obi when he took him out. Did mm-hmm. you happen to notice how mad he
2: was, dude? He was so pissed off when he got he something out of that yeah I, yeah, I mean, because listen, and this is and for any for any basketball player, like particularly like when you're trying to, you know, if you're new to a team and you're finally starting to get it going. And all of a sudden, like you are literally the reason why we come back and the, the crowd is behind you. Crowd is screaming, oh, <laughs> and it's like yo, tips, leave that kid in win or lose. You got to go down with him, because if you look, if you look at the way Julius is playing that day, it's like you got to sit down. You know what I mean? You have just, and I just feel like at a certain point, and maybe may, maybe not, but as I feel like at a certain point, Tibbs is gonna have to be like, you know what? We have to get this. We have to find a way to get this kid twenty to twenty-five minutes a game. Have yeah. to, have to, have to. I love it. Get yeah. Obi
1: twenty-five minutes, Alex. Pat, Yo, do that on my head. I would <laughs>
0: love to see Obi get twenty-five minutes a game because he just he's an impact player. He also brings a lot of energy. There's just energy. guys who bring a lot of energy, energy and he's just so. He has so many great aspects about his game. You know, he can be that he can be that powerful that brings up the ball and dishes it to somebody in transition. He can be that yeah. guy that leaks out, gives you that emphatic dunk that just mm-hmm. gets the crowd going, gets the team hype. Because those type of things, that type of energy, that plays, that gives a team's confidence to like get back in the game, like, okay, I feel it. Like when people are starting to chant your name, like it is what it is. Like your balls yeah, start to get bigger, you start too, to be like bro. happening. <laughs>
1: that's like me literally playing in the garden and then cheering my name like it's literally from here and then you yeah. take me out like come on
2: dude you're <laughs> not taking me it, out of this it game tough. It, it's tough and it, it frustrates players and we lost and we lost and and, and we lost <laughs> Yeah. and we lost so i mean it's a, it's a frustrating thing to deal with and like you said it could be just too many cooks in the kitchen like we run ten deep you know what i mean like I, i've a never lot, known it i've never known a tibbs team to ever ever nope. run ten deep. but we have no
1: centers man that's what that's a, that's another thing Are you and no, we keep like skipping that, yeah. And uh, not just us, everybody, everywhere. We yeah. we 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 are blaming everybody, and we just refuse to talk about the centers. And yeah. man, have you ever seen a tips team without a center? Because I have it, and yeah.
2: this is what happens when you don't have one. I mean, exactly. Like for what it's worth, I want to shout out to Taj as well. Taj has been Taj has actually been a, a a lifesaver for us as well, no question. Um, I do not. I thought Mitch would be better this year as well. I thought Mitch would be better defensively. I, th- I thought last year he was coming around. I feel like he was right before he got hurt. He was sort of starting to figure out the game mentally defensively as far as like making sure you're on rotations. And, but this year, I don't know, like people are just going to the cup and getting layups because everybody's missing rotations and stuff like that. I expected more from Mitch this year. Nerlands is was really good last year. I mean, I mean, he was good, very good last year. He was also really good last night, but Tibbs didn't put him back in the game. <laughs> yeah. What I thought we definitely were going to need a rebound or a block shot. And right on, on cue, Zach Levine got that pass, went right to the cup, got a layup and kind of put the game away for us. It was just like, yeah. it's tough, man. A lot of cooks <laughs> in the kitchen, a lot of – lot of, uh you have answers? you have answers for us? How do we fix this? I, w- I wish I could, but <laughs> – if I if I could fix it, I'd probably be somewhere sitting next to, next to Tibbs on the bench, as opposed to in my living room right now. Um, <laughs> oh, or or next to Alex. Alex, how do we fix this, man? Oh, brother! <laughs> if I know how to fix <laughs> this. I'd be
0: I'd be out in the front office with of Leon Rose and Worldwide West. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think I think I think the thing like I'm going to actually push back a little bit on Mitch because I think he's been playing pretty well. I think the thing for him is that he's still trying to get used to that frame of his. He's now mm-hmm. he's dropped down 10 pounds. He's 270. We're talking about a kid who was like 240 lanky mm-hmm. as like he was so lanky, so skinny last year. And he was just a high flyer, able to run up and down the court. He talked about in his most recent uh, press conferences that his mind is moving a lot faster than his actual body. Mm-hmm. And you could you could see that where he's trying to make those moves. And I think mm-hmm. and he also talks about having to get better balanced So he's not falling all the time. It's like working on that as well. So I'm gonna give mitch a little bit more time, and I think he's still been doing a good well because when you look at the numbers like through advanced stats, the Knicks are still like a really good team protecting the rim like we're mm-hmm. in like the bot like
1: we're what was it, we're the, rebounds bro'
0: we're 11 in rebounds right now, but like protecting yeah. the rim wise like we're the fo- like close to the bottom and team's like trying to actually attack us like mm-hmm. no one yeah. wants to attack me at the rim like I think it's like a twenty eight uh, percent frequency that's that's, uh, that's what it is. So mm-hmm. and there are other teams who are like in the thirties, close to forties. So we're fine with that. Like he will adjust a shot. He's not as mobile like, in the pick and roll as he was last season. But I think it's as he gets to lose, Yeah, as he get continues to lose the weight, I think he'll be better. Um it's just rough to see him coming out because we're all it's so funny because, like, I feel like he's missed more games, but he really hasn't. This is only his second game that he's missed this yeah, entire yeah. season. He just keeps yeah. getting hurt throughout the entire yeah. freaking game. Like, game.
2: Every game is something. It, was, it's a, it falls on his hip or he blows through. He's been blowing through sneakers. Like, I mean, what is three, that No, three sneakers. It's crazy.
0: Yo, they're talking crazy. about the, the sole that they give him, the insole they gave him for his broken foot. Like, apparently, none of the sneakers can happen. It just keeps shredding right
2: through. That's, what, that's why it keeps busting. I mean, you got, you got to call Nike or something. You're yeah, about to say, dude, if they could keep Zion's foot in the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, well, at least they, they've been keeping his foot in for now because it's not playing, but, you know. what you see Oh, shots fired. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I, I mean, look, I keep looking. <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm a Zion guy, but you firstly, first of all, you have, he's got to drop pounds, and he hasn't been on the court. Woo, dropping pounds is an understatement. <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I, I was trying to keep it, you know. Booger McZion, he, 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 we know. Yeah
1: yeah this is what it is
2: yeah dude i mean you
0: you can't when you look at both this year's like team photo shoot and then last year's team photo shoot you just see the definition you're like bro like come on now like you're a professional athlete i get that you're in the big easy but relax like you don't need
2: good down there a lot of etouffee and uh beignets he's been killing down there
0: (laughs) Hey man, Cafe Du Monde is freaking delicious. I was down there for, for Mardi <laughs> Gras, man. Me and my boys would get one in the. We would stop at that place in the morning, and then after drinking, we go back and get some more at night. Uh, that place is uh is too addictive, Fear. Fear. Too, too 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 addictive. But yo, let's get into this upcoming schedule, man, because as we talked about, man, it's not easy. It is not yeah. easy coming up. We already discussed the the Lakers game. Yeah, playing think, the best
1: teams in the league.
0: Yeah, yeah. You think we're gonna get this win? I'm in agreement with you. I think we would get this win, too. I think we always like to show up. Like, we showed up last night against the Chicago Bulls, even though not everyone did. Julius did. We were still in that game. I feel like if we had either RJ or Evan hitting the, his shots, or even just had some room protection from Mitch and Noel, just having both those guys, I feel like we're talking about a different game instead of just giving open blow-by drives to the rack. But the next one, man.
1: Well, John, what do you think? Do you think we get this one actually with the Lakers? I agree with you guys. I w- w- it's a it's a big game for us. I mean, on my on my my gambling brain, my dumb gambling brain says LeBron's not out. You got to take the Lakers right with the spread. But I I, I think because they're going to get up and they're going to be hyped. You saw how motivated and hyped they were after that uh, third quarter, you know, scuffle. They were sucking against the Detroit Pistons. They were going to lose that game if it wasn't for that energy burst. So we're not really sure we're going to get for the Lakers, but. I'm just gonna trust the Knicks. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hold my boys. I think, I think we could actually win this one. Anthony Davis, if he's on, he's gonna murder us. We cannot guard centers, especially centers like him. So, mm-hmm. if he's, if he goes off, he's gonna give us an issue. But I'll, 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 take a Knicks win because I don't think there's any chance we win the next game, man. I don't think there's any chance we
2: win on Friday. The Suns are an outstanding basketball. <laughs> yeah. they, are, they are out, like literally, like an outstanding. Basketball team. When you watch them play offensive basketball, it's pass, 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 and then Chris Paul. I, that guy is as far as players that move the needle. Who you can just drop on any team, and it's like, okay, we're gonna win 45 <laughs> games just because we have him. Chris Paul's got to be mentioned in, the, in in that class. He every everywhere he's been, he has won. This team with him, Booker, Aiden, Bridges has been good. Uh, mm-hmm. Cam Johnson has been good. Um, they just have a a lot of. Crowder, who, I, who I've never loved, but he's playing really, really well. They just have a lot of guys that are that are just tied in offensively. You know, what I mean, they, the rhythm is there. They get rid of the ball quickly and they get open shots all the time. So that's going to be a tough game. I don't see us winning that game at all. You know? Yeah, yeah. Monty Williams uh, is going to uh,
1: kill us, dude.
2: <laughs> uh, I agree. I feel
0: like they are they are the true definition. And it's funny because like they're the old school definition because everyone's like. Oh, positionless basketball. Like everyone's like the same height, like six six or taller. They are like the true, like stereotypical basketball team. Like your point guard is like six feet tall. Your shooting guard is like six four to like six six. Your your small forward is like six six to like six seven, six eight. And then your power forward, your center. Like they're all like so traditional in that aspect. And they play like a true traditional basketball team.
2: It's like honestly like artwork watching those guys play. It they're is. just it even is, just Gordon off the bench, he's been so good for them. You know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. just like rim protecting and rebounding the ball, and he he's also he's also pretty um, good offensively, like dribble handoffs. He's he's, he's a rim oh, runner. Yeah. He's been he's been very good for them. So I have I, I see us not even that's probably a, 10, a, a loss by ten plus. Honestly, just matchup. Blocks. Yeah, I, I mean, to. also a home game after Thanksgiving. Let's not underestimate that.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're they're going to fly in. It's just different, man. Yeah. I, I just don't trust the Knicks, especially because we always talk about Alex. It's much sure right in between uh, big games. Like I feel like we care more about the Lakers right now because, you know, Melo, and, of course, we need the W. And then mm-hmm. we're going to be staring at that Hawks game the day after the Suns. So we have a back-to-back Friday and Saturday, and it's the Hawks, dude. We're going to be traveling to Atlanta. And don't tell me that this game is just a one- Regular season game to these guys. Not. Do not tell me that
2: it is not. It is not. It is <laughs> They've is been not. thinking
1: about this for months, and so
2: I know Julius has been thinking about it for forever since he since the, since game five last year. He's probably had Atlanta on his mind. Entire- <laughs> because, ju- listen, if we're keeping it tall, Julius was absolutely dreadful in that series, whole series, mm-hmm. all five. Years. My my Chicago Bulls group chat that I'm in, they uh they they let me have it every time, every chance they get like that about a series. <laughs> Every chance they get. So I hope uh, when we get to that game, I hope Julius is chomping at the bit and ready to go because he's got a lot to prove to that team. I'm not even concerned about Trey. Trey's going to get whatever he gets, but um, he hasn't been good this year without the fouls, man. Uh, see that that yes, but I feel like he's going to adjust very soon. Actually, I mean they won, they won the other night. Yeah, he's he's coming back. You're right. Yeah, and another thing is that about that team is that the thing, the thing that really bothered us last year is that they had. All athletic guys that just match up very well. It was herders. It was, it was a uh, hunter. It was. It, it, they're not it, playing the same though, man. They're not playing the same. They're not. they're not. It's early though. Um, but you know Trey, Trey's gonna be up for this game as well too. So we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Is this a W, oh, Alex? What do you think? Is W two? You guys both got oh, this W.
0: Man.
2: At- Atlanta. Ugh, Atlanta's tough. On a back to back, second of a back to back, back to back uh at, so it, it, the reason why I'll give it, I, I'll give the Knicks the win is, is because just look at the rest of the schedule I said I said they were going to go 3 and 3 I know I feel um, you so I have to give them this win because the rest of the games on that schedule Brooklyn Denver I just don't, I don't see I don't see those happening at all you know what I mean? so um we'll see I'm I'm going I'm going to give them the win like I said back second night of a back to back as long as they are not in the strip club in Atlanta when they get when they get down there
1: or they're not gonna have time. Well, we, we we joke around about it, right? When it's on a back to back and you're on a travel day, like they have stuff, they travel, they gotta go find a gym, they gotta mm-hmm. shoot, like mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't even have time. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, which is good, which is good because I've been to Atlanta, <laughs> I've been to strip clubs in Atlanta. They are everything as advertised. I, I, I'll, <laughs> tell you, I'll tell you that. And, it, and me, I don't. I, I'm not a. I'm not by no by no means a baller, but you can have a ball in there for cheap. So I know those guys. You know. With them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, I so stay out the strip club to get this W. Yeah, I mean. We're on a professional,
1: professional business trip, Alex. Are we getting yeah. that W? I'm gonna say that we're gonna get that W. I
0: think it's gonna be an ugly W by both teams. But <laughs> it's gonna be an ugly game by both teams. But I think we're gonna squeeze out this W. I think Randall hat. I think just to get the whatever, it, like just like that old stench of last season off, like. You talked about, John, how they need to like win, like get out their get out their demons against the Celtics from like last season, like the bad bad juju, whatever. This one is another game like that because yeah. they haven't been playing so great right now. This is a very tough week. But if they lose to the Hawks, man, the headline the headlines, the tabloids, everything I can only imagine the New York Post dumb, like
1: corny
2: <laughs> Uh, Nick's lost. Don't think about
1: act. Berman, man. Don't let Berman live rent free in your he's
2: head. that guy! That guy. <laughs> oh, Berman, Berman, Berman is tough. He, he's tough. I follow him on Twitter just strictly for information because you know he got breaking news and he's always always the guy with the updates. But I, oh man, Berman, <laughs> his articles are tough, <laughs> tough, very. Tough.
1: Well, he's gonna get out of this here, especially. I mean, the, I mean, the tabloids are running, running themselves, guys, because after the Hawks, like you guys said, we come back, we're in Brooklyn. First the Nets. Nick's gonna lose to the Nets after losing to the Hawks.
2: Like it, it's gonna be a slippery slope. And, and, and the Chicago game at home is I'm actually confident in it. I think I think that game will win. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you like you like that. I'm
1: gonna be at that Bulls game, so they better win that game. All <laughs> right. I, I can't I can't be I, at another line. I, I, I
2: may be there too, so I, I'll link you up, but uh, yeah. what about I, this Nets loss though? Is that a Nets loss? It's a loss. Okay. I, I I'm gonna <laughs> I, I I wanna say this. I don't think there's been a person in life that has made anything look as easy as Kevin Durant makes basketball
1: look. Oh, yeah.
2: I agree 100%. He's the
1: best basketball player
2: by far. It makes no sense how easy the game comes for that guy. And we don't have anything for him. I think Brooklyn has a very good team. Um, I think uh, James Harden's just rounding into shape. He's getting himself in shape. He's playing himself into shape. Um, Patty Mills has been very good for them as well. Patty Mills is going to kill us. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I, 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 and listen, they played well against Brooklyn last year. They no did. question, they played even with the losses. I, I want to say, I, I don't We split with them, or we I think we might have maybe won, won, won one out of four against them. But yeah, we all the game, all the games were were uh, were very good, and we we competed. And um, obviously, there's the whole Brooklyn and New York thing. Um, you know, we 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 take a little bit of pride in that when we walk into that mm-hmm. building trying to play against. Couple Hall of Famers as well, so um, I'm just I'm I'm hopeful that we play well. I'm not banking on us winning that game at all. Bro. No way. I want the cover though. I want the cover in this game. Like we're gonna we're gonna be like six seven point underdogs.
1: Like I I'm, I I think the Knicks are to yeah, be yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm definitely betting that day. Yeah. No question. I think I think I'm gonna take the Knicks uh, to cover that spread as well. But yeah. I don't think they're gonna win. I, I, I think at I, this I, point, sitting here on Tuesday, we'll be two and two. I I think by I like that. I think
0: I think they will be two and two by that point too uh but last season with Brooklyn the only thing I'll say about those games is that they didn't they weren't fully healthy and they're not necessarily fully healthy right now cuz they still don't have Kyrie on that team but we didn't face them I believe we didn't face them with James Harden last year or did we do right, it, it was once out. We, or, uh, one, of the, I know I,
2: he, one of the games, one of the games they played with me they didn't have James Harden. I believe it was. I think it was. i sure We 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 played them the first game. I remember we uh, actually came back and had a chance to win the game at the end. And dude, it was James Harden's fault. Actually, he turned the ball over a couple times early.
1: Was that that Randall uh, tip controversy? Was no, that no, that no. Game? That was
0: Kyrie. That was Kyrie and Katie. Oh, first game okay, we okay. played them was just straight up Kevin Durant because they made the trade that day, oh, like okay. that week. And it was like, okay, James Harden can't play yet. I remember the Kyrie one because I was like, yo, Randall's staying in front of Kyrie.
2: What is going on here? Crazy. And th- listen, that's another thing about last year's Julius that made him all NBA. It was the engagement, every single possession. It was – he literally – Julius literally pressed all the right buttons last year in the regular season. Yes. Every, every every pass he made was the correct pass. Every shot he took was a good shot. Um, He, he, he didn't – I don't remember him even missing a rotational defense last year, honestly. He played a (laughs) really, really, really well. I remember like 30 games in, I was, you know, nobody, no, the Knicks weren't anybody on anybody's radar, but I remember I was telling my group chat, like, yo, I can't lie. Julius has been killing. They were like, what? And I'm like, I can't lie. Julius has been killing, not like playing (laughs) well, killing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it felt I felt really
1: good to be validated as a Knicks fan last year, man. Especially like going into the year, I was like, "Yo, Julius, Julius, Julius," right? Mm-hmm. Because he's all we have, so I have yeah. to say that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, he was like, literally, like one of the best players in the NBA, and everyone just had to be quiet. Like his numbers were there, the wins were there, the t-
2: awards tell, were there. I told so, people really last year was easily as an adult the greatest <laughs> year of a Knick, as a Knicks fan I've, I've I've had as an adult, mm-hmm. no question about it. I told people even going into the playoffs, I didn't, I wasn't confident in being Atlanta anyway. Even though we played way all way more awful than I thought we would, but going into the playoffs, I told everybody, I said nobody can steal my joy this year from the way Not yep. one, person. not one person, because it was just everybody together. I saw oh, the, oh, the, the hand league. up, hand up. Trey Young stole my joy after game one. That's he fair. snatched it That's right fair. from my heart
1: and just said, "This is
2: mine." That's <laughs> fair. And, and all things, all things being honest here for me, Trey Young is my kind of player. He is my kind of, like, basketball player for me. Like, just the whole showmanship, you know, just getting to the cup and just dogging. I, I, I love, Now, I don't like him seeing – I don't like seeing him killing the garden, obviously. I have my ties to, you know. the <laughs>
1: Blue and orange. Blue and orange skies, baby. But
2: he is my type of player, and I, I gained a lot of respect for Trey Young last year, even though I already had the respect for him anyway. But – um. He reggied it up, man. He I think. I think what makes yard.
0: it worse. I think what makes it worse with Trey is that he was rumored heavily to the New York Knicks, like yeah. that that draft. You're like, all right, so he's gonna drop. To, we're gonna get him instead of Kevin Knox, and oh, what was it, eight, nine, whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like we're gonna be. He's supposedly the next Steph Curry, and then it's like, oh no, he. Oh
1: wait, the yeah. the master tape. What's going on? Who? What? I was so <laughs> every every good, that good that point guard, man. Steph, Luca, Trey, everybody's gonna come to the Knicks until
2: they kill it somewhere else. Yeah, and it's all—it's all because we have these mid-level lottery picks. So it's like seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Like you know, even the even the year we—and this is not the no, no slight of RJ, but the fact that we got three in a year, we probably got—we could have got two and could have got John Moran. It's just like, oh my god,
1: <laughs> it would have been a way different squad, man.
2: Super different, super mm-hmm. different. Absolutely.
1: What do you, what do we, you got in this Knicks Nick, Bulls, Alex? You think we're gonna win this Bulls game?
0: Yes, I think we're. Be, so we're I gonna think
1: be five hundred. We. By the way, I'm gonna tell you guys why nothing we just said is gonna happen because we all are on the same page. There's no <laughs> way we're gonna be right yeah. all five yeah. of these games right now.
2: Yeah. Uh, so hey, it probably the opposite. I would bet the opposite of all. <laughs> however, it all works out. Just give me three and three. Just, just give oh, me three, three and two. two. Is it five games or six game? Maybe, oh, maybe I think about the. Uh, oh, you want the Nuggets game too?
1: You want to throw in the Nuggets? You, you think we're gonna lose I mean, the Nuggets? I don't know, no, I'm just you know, the nugg- no, the nugg- dude, Nuggets with no MPJ stick. Get out of here. Ah, I'm I'm not scared of the Nuggets anymore. No Michael ah. Porter Jr. I'm not scared of them. They're good. Is it confirmed he's out for the year? But he's not out for. He's definitely be out for this game, but we don't know how long he's mm. gonna be out. Nerve damage in the back. Tough.
2: Tough. And listen. And now let me you can't ask you. Walk. Not,
1: forget to play basketball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Get lift stuff. <laughs> not to walk tangent, and you know it seems like, you know, we drafted Kevin Knox that year over mm-hmm. Michael because of the back issues, and I keep trying to explain to people that like, you know, the Knicks could not have afforded no. to pick storyline in DJ. <laughs> yeah, not play one year, and then come back and like not know we we don't know even know what he is now. Looking looking at it now, he's got that big ass contract and. Now he's got nerve damage in his back again. It's just like ooh, it's just, this is this is this is nasty. So I'm kind of glad we stayed away from that. Hindsight being 2020, of course, but man, um, I, I'm glad I, we have on no, no, uh, not,
1: no playing time and no money rather than Michael Porter.
2: Yeah. I
1: agree.
0: Yeah, there's there's no way the New York Knicks could have taken a risk on my, the Nuggets are the perfect team to take a risk on Michael yeah. Porter Jr. They had Jamal Murray, they had uh, they had the, they had uh, Jokic. They had Gary Harris at that time. He had, they had all Lee,
2: these other Jeremy Grant. They had, a, they had a they had they had players. They they yeah. Barton. Uh, Will Barton rather they had they Will had Barton, guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm I'm really glad we didn't take we didn't take debate on that because man I can't even imagine what we be going on right now in this suit. And the thing is like for 14 it's like oh 14 that's a great va- draft value for the Nuggets.
0: He can just. Hang out in the wing, develop, take your yeah. time to get healthy. These teams will still be good with or without them. The Knicks are like, we need guys right now that can play. Can you play? Yeah. No. Period. Okay. No. Okay, so no. Can't play? Cool. The headlines would just be going galore. It's like New York Knicks baking on a guy
1: to play like X of years from now. Oh,
2: you, uh, you just hurt my heart with that one you just hurt my heart with that, that that's I mean, what it would
1: have been that's maybe. what it would have been that's the difference i'd rather just have nobody like just give me nobody rather than having like this burden. trade the pick at that point
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true 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 definitely, it was definitely.
0: But, but yeah man we got we got to get into this before we let you get out of here we got to talk about your music man all right because get into it you've been on you've, you've been in espn you've dropped albums I want to start off with uh, with ESPN because I did read we did read the article uh, which was done recently about you at ESPN and like how you got started in your career your 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 creativity and your writing music. So key, I want you to elaborate into it because the piece itself gives a good you know it's like an appetizer to gain to know who you are. So yeah, talk, let's let's talk about this man. How did you start yeah. getting to write into music? Like what what I know you says I know in the article you say like you love hip hop you love the history of hip hop. Jay-Z, Wu-Tang Clan, all those guys, but like what really drove you to start writing music?
2: Man, uh I don't know. So 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 when I um you know, when you're in high school, you know, you just, you know, you're just like, oh, having fun with your friends, you know what I mean? We I went to a boarding school outside of Philadelphia with a whole bunch of guys from DC, mm-hmm. uh Philly and New York and Virginia, Chicago. So, you know, hip-hop was was it was was obviously the 90s. It was it was the biggest thing in the world to us, You know what I mean it was, those rappers were like superheroes to us. And you know we always used to have a little fun, whatever the case may be. You know, we and at that time I think I was a junior, junior or senior high school. Uh, we were like one of the first schools in the area that like where all where the school gave us all laptops. So it was like we found a little recording system on there to be sending each other verses, <laughs> yeah, little, little, little things here and there. And uh, never really took it serious, but all my friends was like, "Yo, you kind of nice," and I was like, "Ah, whatever." You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm 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 African. My parents are Ghanaian, so rap music was the furthest thing from my mind. As far as <laughs> yeah. obviously, obviously a dream, but as far as like trying to go convince my parents that I wanted to rap, it was like, yeah, whatever. Like, don't yeah, be. I'm, I'm good on school, ma. Yeah, I'm good on. Yeah. <laughs> it would look like I was crazy. So, um, I went to Oswego State University, SUNY Oswego, that was in the year 2000, and uh, one of my homies was you know they, they had a radio show and it was every mm-hmm. thursday eight to ten and then like a nine four nine fifteen nine thirty he would let guys come up there and, and freestyle and you know i i had no intention of even getting to that but then when i was listening to the guys for like two or three weeks and i was just like i think i could put something together that might be you know pretty substantial i think i thought I, I could put, put something together that might you know move the needle, like, you know, raise some eyebrows, whatever the case may be. And uh, I always tell people the story. I, I had a line, <laughs> the line I had in that first verse, I went to the radio station, I was hyped, you know what I mean, wrote my verse, whatever the case may be. And, yeah. you know, I was just, even when I, even when I think back to how elementary I sounded back then, it just really kind of makes me cringe a little bit. But uh, the line I had in there that kind of just took everybody by surprise, it was, um, I said something like, I think it was like, a, I stay on my toes like a midget of the urinal. And like back then... <laughs> <laughs> back then, that's like, whoa! Like, uh, like, on like, the like, radio? live. Like, is that live on the radio? Live on the radio. live freestyle. Let go. Yeah, live freestyle on the radio. I mean, I mean, obviously it wasn't freestyle, but it's like, you know, you write, yeah, 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 yeah. I write my verses, memorize them or had them on paper or whatever and go up there and spit. And it kind of was like, it spun into this thing. It was just like, yo, that was dope. And it was like, yo, come back through next week, write another verse. or so another verse. And it was kind of dope. And it was just like, and I remember like, you know, just, just accumulating verses, accumulating writing. I remember the next, next summer I came in, and I was spending from one of my best friends to this day. I just 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 in his wedding uh, a couple months ago, and he looks at me. He's like, "Yo, you getting nice." And I and then that that, that was <laughs> the thing for me. You know what I'm saying? It was always like because the, the thing rappers and no matter who who you speak to, we all do this at the at the, at the time we started. It's all about our friends. We all make up music for our friends. We're all trying to like impress our friends and things of that nature. So when he said that to me, I just never forgot it. I was just like, okay, just just, just try to like, try to keep honing your pen, right? So you know, through college, did a couple shows and, um, you know, was rapping all the time and you know trying to put put out little songs here and there, whatever the case may be. And then um, I got a job at ESPN. They they, they called me right out of first of all, I thought somebody I thought, I thought people were joking with me. I thought people were yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's about three weeks before graduation. I'm, you know, trying to figure out what, the, what the hell I'm going to be doing after college. <laughs> yeah, what I got to tell my mom? After yeah, I get this degree. I, I, yeah, <laughs> like what, what am I, what am I going to do with this broadcast, broadcast, and mass media degree? And I'm in, the, I'm in the, uh, I'm in the computer lab, and I get an email from, e, from some lady at ESPN. Hey, want to, want to uh, bring you in for a phone interview? And I'm looking around the computer lab like, yo. Who's making this call? At,
1: or is it YouTube? <laughs> <at>? <laughs> like,
2: who's messing with me right now? I, I don't have the time. Like I'm trying to figure this thing out. Like I'm, I'm 21, 22, trying to figure out like, yo, my next step in life. I don't know what's about to happen. Like, don't play around with me. Call the number, and end up being legit. So I had a phone interview. Then back then, this is, this is going to sound crazy. They flew me in for the interview from 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 uh, Oswego to, to Bristol, and I was like, they're flying me in. Am I this important? You, you really weren't, but they just had the budget to do so. So you're know, That's be. sick. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. so uh, if ESPN
1: fly me in for an interview that I even asked for, bro, no, I'm going. No, I'm going, no, I'd be yeah. going
2: crazy too. You should be. Yeah, I, you should be, I, I mean, my, my boys, my <laughs> boys were like, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, it's this yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? because at that point, for any any kid, like ESPN is is a dream job for anybody. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, That's and all I and, watch. Yeah, and, <laughs> and getting right out of college, it's like. Out of graduation, got a job. So, so automatically, once I got the gig, I was like, okay, I wasn't even thinking about rap anymore. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, cause who, who, who wins like that? Who lands a job right at a college at ESPN? This is like, I'm ready to go. So, um, I get to ESPN and I'm starting to realize probably after about a year that like, okay, this corporate thing isn't what I really thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? And, uh, dealing with, um, a lot of paperwork, huh? Paperwork and paperwork. <laughs> yeah. like stapling and just like dang all the making copies and da-da-da-da, so on and so forth. And uh it was getting frustrating. And um
1: And you're like, I thought I was supposed to anchor Sports Center, bro.
2: I mean, I <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna be somewhere doing something I, mean, I thought I, I thought I had the charisma, I thought I had all that, and then you get in there and you realize let me let me just not to go off tangent, but yeah. I knew I loved basketball. I thought I loved sports until I worked at ESPN. You think you love sports until you, until you work in a place like that, and you really see people who love sports. I love basketball. <laughs> yeah. I like football a lot, and I like baseball. But I don't love sports the way people love sports in there. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a different level, and I, I started to realize that. But, you know, with all the stresses and things that were going on at, at that point, I kind of just picked the pen, picked, picked, picked the pen back up. This is like a a way to kind of just like another outlet, kind of just to, you know what I mean, just to get out of the space of all the stressful shit that was going on at the job. And yeah. uh, writing again, started recording MySpace was out at the time. I started posting some freestyles on MySpace. Um, and, you know, words started to get around that, oh, hold on, yo, yo, this kid, yeah, I was working, he's a rapper. And it was just like, oh, my God, you know, it's, it's, it's still a little jarring. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? So you um, so so got a rapper in Bristol, yeah, like a rapper. <laughs> and, and nobody was taking this seriously until they were hearing the, the, the like the the bar work on MySpace. It was like, okay, this, this is kind of serious. So, um, started putting some more music out just on MySpace, and then um, I put a put a mixtape out called Entry Level, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which I re released recently this past year. And uh, that's on Spotify, Apple Music, Spotify Apple there, yeah, title all that. Yep. And word got around that I would put out a a, a mixtape, and um, you know, I sent. We, remember, I'm not sure if you guys remember inner office mail. The, 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 the yeah, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so right prior to this, I had literally just like, Scott Van Pelt just started having random conversation with me in the calf, just like about basketball, about just random, random stuff, and he didn't he didn't ask my name or anything. We, like we were sitting there talking one day, and he just started talking to us about. Hoops and just like ha- having like a real live dialogue. Let's talk about um, Maryland. <laughs> he didn't mention Maryland that day. No, he's <laughs> okay. thing. he's a teaser turp to death. So um yeah. so I actually sent him I was like, yo, send him an inner, inner office e inner office mail now uh, with the CD and I sent him an email like, yo, I know you love hip hop, you know what I'm saying? I know that da 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 so on and so forth. I was like, you know, um you might want to check this out. And he sent me an email back like two days later. He's like, "Dude, I love this. This is incredible to me." And I was, and that's kind of like that kind of gave me like, okay, I can actually do this. Um, album comes out, and you know, we all have these dreams about our first project coming out, and it just kind of just taken off, and it didn't, you know. From right? Right from ESPN
1: to I mean, the to ESPN. the Grammys.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> it, and I was in a little bit of little bit of a lull, trying to figure out what my next move was. I was actually getting ready to apply for grad school. I was looking at uh, getting ready to take the GMAT, trying to get into B, into B school. And uh, I was in the edit room. I, at that point, I was working in edits, uh, editing Sports Center and all the studio studio shows that they do. And one of the APs, associate producers, walked in my uh, edit room and was like, yo, you ever thought about doing a spoken word piece? And I'd never done one before. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it couldn't be that much different from rap, right? So, yeah. was, you know, yeah, sure, whatever. He was like, I'm thinking about try to, trying to put something together for NFL season. And this is 2012. So I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do one, whatever the case may be, whatever. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. And I did it. And it took off. Took off. I mean, so everybody strange. loved it. It was like people would have, <laughs> I would say this, but people that had never even like knew who I was just were like stopping me in the calf and stopping me in, you let's know, go. the makeup lady, the makeup lady who does all, she was a gorgeous lady and all of a sudden just stopped me and was having a conversation and I was like, okay. You're drop dead gorgeous. I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> yeah. You know me. You know me. I was like you know me. like the, from from that, it kind of just, I just developed a rapport with people, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's when I kind of got my start. And as far as doing like the whole sports poetry slash sports music type deal, that was 2012. Uh, I ended up getting laid off from ESPN the following year. Um, long story. We can get into that off all, offline if y'all want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but after that, you know, it took a little while, but I started, you know, getting some momentum and I just kept, I just kept writing. I just kept writing and I was doing songs regularly for my, like, for albums and I was just, like, mm-hmm. write little sports, sports vignettes here, sports little sports poems. And it started to finally pick up. Probably 2016, I started doing stuff for um, Bleacher Report and TNT and still doing stuff for ESPN on the side and then, like, you know, just developing these relationships. Is remote or are you on these campuses? Remote. Oh, okay. okay.
1: But you, were, you were on the Bristol campus. That was the only one. I, mean, I was. Campus. I was, I was,
2: I was, yeah. that's uh, so cool. They, they call us, uh, we call us ourselves ex cons now because we all live in the Connecticut and we all, you know, have moved on. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me oh, just sit there for
1: one second. Let me just sit there for one second. You, okay. You, you, you gave a lot of stories about ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. do you have, is there anyone who like you maybe had like some sort of idol or something? And then you met him or you like, you were around him and you're like, oh, this is just a dude. Or opposite, right? Or opposite. You're like, oh, I thought this is some dude, but you like this is like the hardest worker. Like, who took you by surprise at ESPN?
2: Oh, man, there's so many people, good and bad, honestly. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, of Stuart Scott. But the first time I ever tried to say hello to Stuart Scott, he kind of just walked right past me, and I was yeah. just like, this dude's my fucking idol. Like, yeah. how <laughs> damn? Never was, meet your heroes. You're man. like, you're a dick. Like, get out of here. And so from then on, I was just like, okay. But then, like, like literally, like four months later, I was having a rough day at work. Had to go back and forth to the tape library trying to find tapes from five years ago. Waiting for the elevator, I'm, and it opens up, and I'm like, it's Stuart Scott, and I'm just like, oh god, here we go. Like, so we get in the elevator, and he just starts having a conversation with me, and I was just like, like a real live, like, hey, how you doing? Where you from? da da da, on and so forth, and I was like okay, this is way different from the first time I tried to say hello to you. You know what I'm saying? Wow, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at that point, after that, he always said hello, always was cool with me, always, like, you know, was very cordial after that, you know what I mean? That's so awesome. Um, that's dope, that's dope. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I can't, I'm trying to think about some awful experiences I've had, but I could oh, tell you. not about- have to find out that. We do have to don't, yeah know, you, know, I, you know that I just kind of want
1: to know like something okay listen,
2: listen, yeah. I'm an open book as they say so you know what yeah. I'm yeah. saying like,
1: the, the, the Scott van Pell talking to me about lunch like yeah, yeah, yeah its mean, Scott, Scott
2: you know, got an I, elevator yeah like, I'm, I'm, J, Jay Harris is really cool me and Jay Harris play ball together um I'm not sure you guys remember Steve Bunin from back in the day he's a really good dude um uh Steve levy was good I wasn't huge
1: I heard a lot about Steve levy
2: Yes, yeah, he's a good dude, but there's a lot that goes on with Steve Levy, obviously. Lot, <laughs> we heard all, a lot
1: about Steve
2: Levy. A lot of things that go on with Steve Levy that I, I will I will leave for offline talk. But uh, <laughs> always cordial. Linda Cohn was always cordial with me as well. Uh, Mike Hill is one of my guys. Uh, we still keep in contact to this day. Um, I actually interviewed him on one of my little podcasts on, on uh, IG. So, um, yeah, I, nice. I developed a lot of good relationships with a lot of people up there. Um, sorry
1: right. to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. I know you're going. I just, I just, I just had to ask you a little bit, sure. uh, more about Bristol. But yeah, so, so you, so you, um, you're, you're dropping your, your, you're the man on ESPN. You get off there. You have your music albums, but now you're back on your sports,
2: right? Yeah. You're
1: with Bleacher Report. You're with TNT.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so recently, I mean, last few years have been really good, particularly this past year. It was just like, um, I did a lot at ESPN last year, a couple of last, the last two years, we, ESPN, the undefeated and I, and my man, my man, a list we do uh, with theme music. We've developed a conglomerate, so to speak, where we develop uh, sports content for a lot of uh, networks. Um, so for ESPN, we did a the last two years. We've done black history month, a series of black history, Month pieces, pieces on, um, I know this past year was black coaches. I think the first year was like just black, black, black philanthropy. So um, we've done that. Uh, we've done things with, um, big 10 network. Um, I've done some things with CBS network, CBS, uh, sports network. Um, uh, we've done a lot, we got a lot of content out there. And then, you know, we, we also just put, you know, it kind of just spun its own way because last year we, I think it was last during the pandemic. We, during the bubble, like 2020. We, uh, we had a piece set for John Morant to come out for, uh, just because we wanted to put, start putting out some content. And that's mm-hmm. kind of thing kind of went viral. That was the first thing that ever went viral for us. It was the, the, the day they announced that we dropped the piece. We already had it ready on deck—the video, the visual, and the audio—and we, it went super viral. I had an interview with uh, Memphis's Memphis Morning Show the next day. It was it went, it went kind of crazy. So that's kind of like the um, it kind of ignited a flame enough as, as as far as you know what we could do, as far as where we could take it. We have a lot of more content coming out. We've done, like I said, Bleacher Report, Fox um do you got it, coming out uh we we have some things coming out hopefully um with with a piece a piece called for for fear of god hopefully we're trying to we're trying to get in, into that space of sports and uh Issues? yes yeah, things things of that nature so we got some All things. right all right we, all right we, we we we've been in talks with them Um uh, we've been in talks with some other folks as far as well but we did a an, an NBA piece we're going to do trying to do we're working on the 75th anniversary piece for, for All-Star as well so cool. it'll be dropping soon, um, right before the All Star Breakers. So we're looking looking to drop that, and we we you know we're just trying to keep pushing this sports content out. And we feel like since we've come out with this type of stuff, there's been a, a slew of this type of content from other people on this uh on uh, in this kind of wave. So it's kind of like we've been pioneers, so to speak, of mm. this kind of like, space. And we just want to keep it going and just kind of like push it a little a little more and see how far we can take it. So you're doing this with you're doing this with like
0: ESPN, CBS, where it's it's a mixture of like hip hop and spoken word that you're doing right yeah. it's not just yeah. okay yeah. because I really like when i i i remember the journey pieces that you yes. did for espN and yes. for like for for the NFL season and when i had when I went back when uh we started following each other on Twitter I went back and I was like I started listening to your music I was like, wait a minute I remember this like I loved it because it got me so hyped yeah, every yeah. every single it was like like for the parts throughout all the entire season i'm like all right i'm locked back in from football i just had to watch yeah. that walk back into football it was just great the spoken word is just so beautiful it was like it, it's such like a work of art and if anyone doesn't know like just go watch the journey stuff for espn it's just yeah absolutely well that was uh, that
2: was on sunday nfl countdown which was at that time was their uh most highly rated show um friend of mine terrell booze like i said that was the same thing i just mentioned about earlier but um he walked into my edit room and wanted to do it and then spending spending itself into an you know, entire season of these pieces so um yeah since then i kind of just like figured myself out figured out my lane um figured out how, how to make it um how to how to make some 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 monetary value out of it as well you know what i mean and that that was also mm-hmm. key you know you get to a you get to a point where it's like okay how how long am i going to be doing this stuff for free you know what i'm saying like i'm yeah yeah how many how more favors am I am I going to give out? And um, that was the point where it kind of just it kind of just clicked and changed. So I'm really really thankful for that opportunity. And um, you know we're gonna keep keep this thing going as long as possible. Now you also have albums too. So like, when do you have time to
0: like work on the albums? Because I know you got you have four albums, right? You have entry level, which uh, I, entry love. I love. Level. Nine to fivers is is one of my favorite ones. Like I, I listen to that one, I'm like, all right, I jive with this. And then there's one that's just like a really feel good song. It's the um. Well, feel right, just feel, it is, which is like it truly is. Like I feel like I put I put that thing in my car all the time. I'm just like pumped right. to it. And <laughs> it's like I feel right after I listen to the damn song. Yeah. It is like it yeah. is so good, man. Like your music. It. I don't know who, because I want to like who inspired your artistic flow for like for your albums, man. Because there is, it's reminiscent of something. It's like I, I can. Who are like good. I, came, I you have, know, you have to
2: give you some time right, to like, first think about and foremost, it. Let me just say this. Big, Big is my number one inspiration behind mm-hmm. rap. I listen, to, I, I listen to Big at nauseam to this day. I study what Big does on records because there's a lot of people if you if you're not and I feel like if you if you don't study it you wouldn't know. But there's a lot of things that Big does on record um, with his flow and his cadence and the way he delivers his bars that still to this day nobody can really duplicate. Do, do so I study that a lot. Um, also, being in the Philadelphia area. You can't escape not being around Black Thought. You can't escape not being around Being Siegel. You can't assist the freeway. Um, that whole Cassidy. It was just like that. All that whole influence. Philadelphia has been was Philadelphia rap was really huge influence in the way I rap still to this day. Mm. Um, but like I'm from I'm from that era from the '90s early 2000s where it was like you had to deliver bars. I'm, I mean, Jada Kiss is also one of my favorite rappers. They, I love mm. the locks. I actually adore the locks. <laughs> um, so those are the guys that I really pointed to when I was like trying to, I, I always thought to myself, like when I think about, when I write rhymes, I always think about, yeah, what would Kiss think about this? You know what I mean? Or what would, or what would Big think about this rhyme? Or what, would they, what, what would these guys think about with these verses when they hear them? But that's kind of the thing that kind of was pushing me, um, pushing my pen. Cause I really, as an artist, we and this is whatever whatever art you're in. I, I'm a true believer in. We don't really do it for the consumer. We do it do it for our peers and our contemporaries, right? We want the respect of our people. You know, what I mean, we're, we're people people who share the same space, who are in the same lane as you. That means more to me than and not necessarily more. Maybe maybe it does mean more than the random fan like yo, I love your music or I love your song or yeah yeah. You know, like the, you, when your contemporaries hit you up and you're like yo, you've right there. That's that's the most gratifying thing. For
1: Your favorite rappers favorite rapper
2: yeah i mean people people have called me that all the time so we, yeah. you know what i mean it's a nice little moniker to have so definitely I love that's that. fun and then you you put
0: out hump day right you put you're all welcome yeah and then back in the basement and like back in the basement came out recently right that was like uh that was, was
2: uh, october of last year october 27th of last year um I, back to the basement is i had to get back to so if you i mean if you listen to my projects. Uh, I am about Day, to ask
0: because it seems like there is like a whole theme with like every yeah. single album, like that's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. part of your life that you're actually going through.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a conceptual, conceptual raptor. Like, I feel like Hump Day was a very Hump is very conceptual in the fact that I was talking about relationships between men and men and women. Like that mm-hmm. was the premise of the album. Entry level was the point of my life where I was working. I was trying to figure out my way through corporate America. Uh, You're All Welcome was, happened at a time when I was like mo- when I moved to New York City and was trying to figure out who I was as an artist. At that time, I was a little older. I was trying to refine myself and make a really, really, really dope, dope like classic type project. Back to the basement happened because a friend of mine, my man Jamar, he you know he's we, we were in the car one day came to visit me. We just finished shooting a video for Stoop Weather that was on You're All Welcome, and he's playing me my old freestyles and he's like, yo you got to get back to this. You have to get back to this. <laughs> this is like, this is like, this is how I know, this is what I know you from. This is, this is where I know you from, like the essence of just going in the booth and just delivering just like rapid fire bars and like, you know, with um, metaphors and similes and just like really clever bars, but like no no real concept behind them. just going and spit, you know what I'm saying? And like, if you listen to Back to the Basement, there's not that many hooks, you're not going to hear a lot of choruses. You're going to hear a lot of them just like real life written word, written word. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think I, I, I personally think I delivered on that project. I think my favorite project. I think back to the Bas- back to the Basin is my most important project, and I think you're all welcome is my most complete, top to bottom. Mm. Do you, have, okay. do
1: you have a favorite? Pro- do you have like a? Without your competition, so I, I won't even say modern because that's like technically. Let's say what, you have like a favorite album that you, is your go-to that you just like always play no matter what. So I know, there's, I know there's many, right? I know I have a thousand too. Many. But I'm just, like, what, what's your like? You're like today. Today is like a you know cloudy, crappy day. Like what album are you just throwing on in the back just to like let roll while you do your work?
2: Um, I'd probably play like. Oof. I probably play Jay Z American Gangster.
1: Oh, okay, all right. You're, I'm about to say if you pick my album because I, was, you know, today was just like a you know crappy day, just getting work done. I had the Blueprint going the blueprint, whole day. Blueprint
2: one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, uh, also in that class is uh, I love, um, I love Nas. Uh, I love Nas's newest album, Katie too. Um, oh,
1: so good, so underrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very, it's because it's very, new.
2: Very, it's because it's new. It's a very new album. Very, very good album. Um, another album that I just love to just put on when I'm just working as far as a rap album I just put on is, um, I love, uh, freeways, Philadelphia freeway is an, it's an album I just, like, just really ride out to and just kind of, just kind of, kind of get in my zone. Um mm. uh, if I need, if I need inspiration, I might go to like a guy like Lupe, I might go to a guy like, I might go to an old Kanye album, I might go to like a college drop or a late registration. Um, I, there's so I mean, there's so much. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah, I know. It's a loaded, it's a loaded question, but I just, that's why I just wanted to ask you today. Like today was such a mood. It was such a New York <laughs> today, all day. Today, today was definitely like a Jay Z
2: American Gangster day for
1: me. Yeah. Now, mm. what, what about you, man? What, 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 what's today's album? I know you got some stuff done around the house today. A little po- production. Been productive a little bit. What do you got rolling in the back?
0: Whew. What's uh, what's a good what's album? I have
1: besides the LGs, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> not gonna lie, I do play your album pretty frequently. Like I, mean, I, I play I play our producer Ricey all the time, instrumental. I play, I play <laughs> all the time too. So Back not to, to the not the you know, plug, but I'm being honest. I
0: feel, I feel like nine to five is like really hitting my life right now, like where yeah. I am. So it's like that, I have that one on like a <laughs> repeat. Mm-hmm. But so he's not lying that I do listen to it. Back to the basement's also really good, so I am rocking that one. I have to work on uh, You're All Welcome because I need to I need to tap into that one. But for today, if I had to choose an album for myself, I'm going to go with Little Brother, The Minstrel Show. That my, is like, one of my top 10 and, albums. And honestly, that is where I was going to say, your flow kind of reminds me
2: Fonte, of those Fonte, guys. Fonte, Fonte, exactly. It, it is a huge, huge... That album is a huge influence in my like musical structure in my in my M scene, like <laughs> let's like, go. Undeniably, I, I honestly, if you even if, if today is a t- is a perfect day to play a little like that little brother album. Honestly, for keeping it tall, like Mr. show is just it's it's an absolutely just a flawless body of work, even with the interludes and the skits and just the song yep. placement. Beats, uh, Fonte Fonte is one of my favorite rappers. El-Zai is on that album. It's another another album. Another rapper that I adore is El-Zai from Detroit. I think he's one of the most technically gifted MCs that's ever picked a microphone. Um, so yeah, Mr. Show. I don't even know why. Like I said, there's so many albums, but when you as soon as you said, as you said Little Brother, I said it's, it's my, one of my top, my top ten albums of all time. No question, Mr. Show.
0: Facts. No facts. And you know, like, what? Ninth Wonder, Big Poo, yeah. Fonte. No question. Love all, love all those guys, and that's who it was. I, that's when I listen to like nine to five. When I listen back to the basement. I can yeah. hear that, and that's why I was like, "I and I yeah. had to like in my memory bank." I was like, "I know who it is. Why is
2: it not coming right now?" Yeah. It's like Little it, Brothers, Fonte, Fonte is Fonte and Little Brother are. Uh, I, I I can't even like, I can't even quantify how much of an influence <laughs> I had on my on, on my life. Honestly, that that's serious. Also, I love like. the shout outs to J Doe because I do love J Dilla's uh, beats. J. Yeah. Dilla is we like, all
1: we all love J Dilla. J Dilla. Like, the tribe, like tri- tribe, is my number one. Yeah, I, I could put Tribe on anytime. Okay. So
2: love Tribe. Yeah. What's your what's your what's your favorite Tribe album? <sighs> I I'm a, I'm a midnight guy. I'm okay, midnight. I, I, I was gonna say
1: Midnight, but to be honest with you, Beats Rhymes and Life is so good sometimes
2: that like I, I feel like Beats Rhymes and Life is a very underrated album from them. Like people don't really they don't give it the credit that it truly deserves. To me, but it's up there. It's up there, and I know I know it's newer. I know it was a little more, um, a little more contemporary. Yeah, exactly. Than, than people were were used to from from those guys, but I mean, Beast Life and Rhymes is a very, very, very good project. Yeah, that's why I think the, that's my number one. But I love them, dude.
1: The
0: low end theory is like mine.
1: That's that's. We so got it all fair, confident. fair, and you're well, you never gonna fair. hear any hate from me on low end. Theory. Exactly, I'll never I'll never even hate a song. Yeah, I even, I even like the Busta rhymes. We are off the rails. but I even like the Busta rhymes, and uh, we're not off the rails.
0: This is, this is the etc. portion Q-tip. of this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Abstract and the Dragon. Both yeah. those mixtapes are so good.
2: One and two. Oh, oh but the 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 yes, no question. No, those mix the, when, they, when they came out, like two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, the newest one came out. I feel
1: like like maybe like a year before the pandemic, because I, I, I like, discovered the second one during the pandemic, and I was like, let's go. I got new music, yeah. even though it wasn't really new. <laughs> and some, you know, J, J Dilla beats on there, actually. It's, it's always, listen, it's always new to somebody's ears. Always. <laughs> yeah. Oh, new. that's good. Oh. I like that. You hear that, Ricey? Always new to someone. I always. like that.
0: Always. That's great. And on that note, I feel like this is a great place to end it. Yao, thank you, man, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Really get, enjoy talking. Nick's talking hip-hop with you. Really oh, appreciate it. Please let our listeners know where they can find you. If you got anything that's on the way, please let them sure. all know.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, uh, first of all, you can catch me on IG and Twitter, G's Music, Y-A-W-G-E-E-Z Music. Um, also follow my, my, me and my homie, Alias is Imprint Theme Music, that's with a Z, Theme Music, M-U-Z-I-K. Um, follow us there. Uh, I am working, I'm always working on music. We're always working on uh, projects for, for sports as well. Uh, like I said, working on some sports projects coming up soon. I mentioned the NBA thing for NBA seventy five, um, and yeah, we're gonna keep. Like I said, for me, I hit a I hit a point in my life where I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep doing this, but then somebody told me, "Hey, you're a rapper. You got to keep rapping." So uh, as long as I can keep doing it, and I have the ability and I have the inspiration, you're gonna keep hitting, hearing bars from me. So um, more my more music on the way, more visuals on the way. Just stay tuned for all that. Awesome, and we're definitely gonna have you back on the pod in the future, man. Mean, a great I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed myself thoroughly on this podcast. I, I appreciate y'all having me.
1: Let's go, and I'll see you, at, you at the Bulls game, too. man.
2: Yeah, I'll be at the Bulls. I'll be, I'll be I'll there. I'll see you there. I'll see you there. there. We go. There we go.
0: Hang out with each other in person. I need to make my way back down to New York. Go to some of these games too. <laughs> I'll
1: be
2: where are the- you at right now, Alex? I'm in. I'm in Boston. <sighs> Bro, I know. So what, what? I <laughs> I hate that city. I I, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, the worst place in the world and, and that's the thing it's, it has nothing to do even like aside from the sports teams, I just hate the way the city's constructed. I hate the highways, I hate the roundabouts, I hate the dreariness of it i'm not a fan of Boston at all, but i'm not I'm, but listen. We, your your home is down here, bro. Come back, come back home whenever you can, bro. I'm come a White Plains. Home. I'm a Westchester. I'm a Westchester come on, man. Come on, come on, back through, man. Back <laughs>
0: through. Back we got some through. things in the work, man. Got some things in the work. I get the, the misses on board. <laughs> of, course, of, course,
2: of course. Hey, congratulations! I know you're newly married. want to congratulations to that for that as well. I know appreciate you're, it, my man. You're appreciate you're it. Welcome to the club. Does she, does she <laughs> yell at a little more nowadays? Because right, that's how, that's what I was, was dealing with as soon as I got married. Getting yelled at more. You know what I mean? Everything Yeah, is- you know what it is. You already right? know what it is. You don't have to go into it. She, she was, she taps
0: in. She can, she can hear. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm an attorney too, so I'm trying to, I'm not trying to incriminate myself over here. So I'm gonna keep it on the low key because she's not too far. She's outside of that room, so everything's nice and dandy as everyone needs to know. It's all perfect. Good. Very good. Very good. And on that note, thank you, Yao, for coming on the show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Nick's episode of the Nick Shits cetera, Podcast. You know what to do. Make sure to give us that five star rating on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen to this podcast, and also leave a comment because that helps us out so greatly. But if you don't listen there, it's okay because we're on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher—you name it—we're there. On top of that, we're also on YouTube. Come watch these beautiful faces, man. Instead of going on to Apple Podcasts or any other platform, support us on YouTube. Give us a subscription. Hit that like button. Hit that notification bell. You know what it's all about. And while you're there, we also got Winning Picks Weekly, another podcast. John and our video producer, Greg, put in their NFL weekly bets. They're also getting into the NBA action soon. They got the Thanksgiving special coming out soon. So make sure to tap into that. And then last but not least... Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms: Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. You know what it all is. Thank you, everyone, for coming and listening to this awesome pod. Yeah, thank you once again. And just for a tip for so everybody, much. make sure to go check out the undefeated Kobe hip hop video that he did. That
1: so
2: show good. Was
0: fire, too. So good. So, so good. Piece
2: of all, he's my favorite player of all time, Kobe Bryant.
0: So all right, everyone. Thank thank we'll you so catch much, you later. Al.
1: Thank you, man. Let's go, Knicks. Let's get this Lakers dog, man. Let's
2: get need that. Gotta get it. <laughs> that Lakers dog.